Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the QB Factory Reboot brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. We are recording on another victorious Tuesday. This week is a really big deal. A lot of reasons to celebrate uh, back-to-back victories, back-to-back episodes talking positive Eagles football and the first Eagles win at home this season. The stock is definitely up for the birds right about now. We love to hear it, but today is Tuesday, November 23rd, and the Philadelphia Eagles are now five and six after they defeated the New Orleans Saints 40 to 29 at home. On today's episode, we're going to recap the Eagles' Week 11 victory over the New Orleans Saints. We're going to discuss what we saw from Jalen Hurts and Trevor Simeon, and we're going to preview Week 12 when the Eagles hit the road to play the New York Giants on Sunday, November 28th at 1 o'clock p.m. Before we get things going, don't forget to rate, leave a written review, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on social media at BGN underscore radio on Twitter and at Bleeding Green Insta on Instagram. I'm your host, Rachel Prevett, and I am joined by the legend, my amazing co-host, the one and only QB expert, Mark Schofield. What's up, Mark? What's going on, Rachel? It's 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 Thanksgiving week. I am yes. overjoyed. And did you know, Rachel? I don't know if you saw this last week. Reese's they announced a limited run Reese's peanut butter cup Thanksgiving pie. Did you see this? I did not. It's just basically an oversized peanut butter cup, but it's a pie. Now what? they only made yeah they only made three thousand of them. They sold out like immediately. But okay. fear not, because I found a recipe online. And so. <laughs> Tomorrow, Wednesday, I'm going to be spending my day re- trying to recreate a massive peanut butter cup pie. So I'm that very excited about that. Good. What do you got planned for Thanksgiving? I'm going to head to Pennsylvania to visit my aunt. So just spending the day with some family, going to watch some football. Good vibes. How about Excellent. you? Excellent. Excellent. We, we host. Okay. Um, we host. Um, and you'll be happy to know, I will send you a picture later. The Please. Grinch that made an appearance in last week's show, The Grinch is up. As is Rudolph and the abominable snowman on the other side of the house. Yes. Um, so we got the decorations ready to go. I'm going to flip the switch Thursday night. Lights I go on for, for the holiday season. So that is very exciting. And, and, and speaking of Thanksgiving, I'm going to start with a quote from a, a television show because, as I'm sure many of the gentle listeners were doing on Monday night, I as well was watching Monday Night Football, Giants, Buccaneers, and I turned that one off pretty quickly um, because it didn't quite hold my interest. And so I, I played around with a little animal crossing, getting the islands right for my, my son and daughter, because we've been playing some animal crossing on the switch. And then I turned on as tradition has uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Aww. And I absolutely love Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. I love all the, the, the peanuts holiday specials. Obviously we'll be watching Christmas multiple times over the next couple of weeks, but as people remember in that show, 
Peppermint Patty invites herself over along with Marcy and then Franklin to Charlie Brown's for, for Thanksgiving dinner. And Snoopy then decides he's going to toast multiple loaves of bread and pop some popcorn. And that's going to be Thanksgiving dinner. And Peppermint Patty doesn't appreciate it. She gets upset. She starts flipping out on poor Charlie Brown. Like, what is this? Where's the turkey? Where's the stuffing? Where's the cranberry sauce? Where's the mashed potatoes? So poor Charlie Brown leaves and he gets upset. And Marcy turns to Peppermint Patty, as she often does. And first she calls him, calls her sir. And she's like, sir, do you think you were a little hard on poor Charles there? And Rachelle, were we all perhaps a little hard on Jalen Hurts and, and Nick Sirianni and maybe even Jonathan Gannon? Because we're talking playoffs now. Yes, we are. I we're think we were. Playoffs now. I, I think we were. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but yeah, Eagles now right in the mix of it. Yep. And I'm, I'm sure we'll get into this. You get Daniel Jones twice. Yep. You get Taylor Heineke twice. Yep. You get the New York Jets. Mm -hmm. And then in week 18, Dallas, and as we sort of alluded to last week, Dallas might be resting people. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I know the division, the NFC East, is still a possibility. If that slips away, if Dallas starts locking down wins, maybe they've locked up a, a first round bye and they rest people. Maybe they haven't and they need to rest people because they'll be playing the next week. They could run the table. They just might. They just might. Yeah. Anything is possible at this point. Like I said, the stock is up right now for the birds. So I'm feeling good. I think that was an awesome quote that you chose. I think that was perfect because we were, we were really hard on Jalen Hurts from the jump and now everybody's hopping on the wave. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, that, that bandwagon, <laughs> there's not a lot of room left, friends. So boys and girls, yeah. if you're trying to scramble onto the Hurts bandwagon, time's running out. You got to hurry up. And I'm going to yeah. touch on it later, but I wanted to touch on something you wrote in your article. and But I'm going to get to that later. Okay. Uh, I chose song lyrics and from a classic... <laughs> ludicrous song mind you this is a you know family show so you right. gotta keep the tv but <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics that i chose it's simple he says move get out the way get out the way yep. and when i say this these lyrics are just spot on for this week and just for the eagles run game i chose it specifically for the eagles run game i chose yep. two uh plays specific specifically that i saw from week 11 it was one from Jason Kelsey. This was during Miles Sanders' run. I think he picked up, I don't know if it was like 15 yards or 12 yards, something like that. But he completely bodied two defenders yep. back to back. You could tell. I was like, oh, he's not playing. The run game is a threat right now. And the other play that I chose was Jalen Hurts. When his like highlight play of the day, yep. the move, he completely broke the defenders' ankles. And this song is spot on. Like I said, the Eagles run game has just been a complete threat. And before we went into week 11, we were talking about the Saints and how, you know, their run defense was top ranked in the NFL. But it didn't look like it up against the Eagles on Sunday. No, it, it didn't. And the run game has been such a huge part of what we've seen over the past couple of weeks. And, you know, you, you referenced the piece that I wrote. If you go to rbsdm.com. Running backs don't matter. That's what it stands for. Um, ben Baldwin's site, which is a, a great resource. He has a number of different stats on there. And one of the things that I pulled up was early down run rate, first and second down. It's how often teams were, were – actually, it's early down pass rate. So it's how often teams are throwing the football on first and second downs. And in weeks one to seven, 
the Eagles were thrown at almost 60% of the time on first and second down. It was like 10th most in the league. And in the weeks since then, during this three and one stretch, they are dead last in early down pass rate. Like they are thrown at maybe 30% of the time. They're running it like 70% of the time. And mm-hmm. it's been effective. And you mentioned that Kelsey play, you know, it, it's a, uh, first and 10, 554 mark of the first quarter. It's a Miles Sanders run for 25 yards. Okay. And he and Maliata, they pull to the left side. And Pete Warner, rookie outside linebacker for the Saints, he's actually kind of getting blocked, you know, kind of half-man style. He's got somebody in his lap and trying to pull it up. Oh, it's it's the tight end. It's Stoll, the rookie tight end, who's kind of blocking him. Okay. And Kelsey just, like, spears him. And Werner goes flying, and Kelsey isn't done because then he's like, oh, I see a safety now. Yep. And then he blocks him. Dan Orlovsky did a video about it like Sunday night. Okay. And I think my, my favorite part, again, movie references here, Coach Sirianni said, I haven't seen a block like that since Billy Bob in Varsity Blues. And I lost my mind at that, Rachel. <laughs> but, but the run game ha- has been a huge part of this success in the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks. And also getting Hurts involved in the run game, I, I think, has been critical because he's run the ball well all season long, but you're seeing more designed runs. And, you know, even if he doesn't hand it off, the, the, there are plays where the mere threat of him keeping the football and attacking one edge or the other is a way to block defenders. I mean, there was a run, you know, where he he hands it off uh, to – I think it's Howard and the backside defensive end has to stay home because there's that threat of Jalen Hurts keeping it, you know? So there's that stuff as well. They've been doing some creative stuff with, with blocking schemes. They ran uh GT counter. Um, this is at the eight thirty three mark of the second quarter. It's an 18 yard gain from Jordan Howard, but you pull the backside guard and tackle in front of a potential handoff to Howard going to the right side. But there's that threat that Hurts could keep it, and pull, and this might actually be the play I was thinking of where that backside defensive end has to stay home. So they're getting Hurts involved in the run game, which is huge because it gives you a numbers advantage, right? Like if you think about it, traditional run play, seven defenders in the blocks, you might have six to block and then the running back. Well, if the running, if the quarterback's a threat and you can use the threat of him potentially keeping the football, that blocks a guy. So now you're basically seven on seven with the running back in then being the eighth player. So, you know, that's been a huge part of the success. And of course, the, the growth from Hertz. I mm-hmm. I know the numbers weren't the way they were in the Broncos game, but some of the third down throws he made, some of the plays from the pocket where you mm-hmm. again you see him sort of fight the urge to bail, stay in the pocket, read things out and make throws were impressive. But then of course, you know, the juke, the dead leg, like whatever <laughs> you want to call that touchdown run, when you can do that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. No, Jalen Hurts, even though, like you mentioned, you know, in the air, it wasn't spectacular, right? But we know where he's a a threat and we know, like, his strengths. He completed 13 of 24 attempts. So, of course, yeah, for 147 yards, but he had three rushing touchdowns and zero interceptions. And one thing I saw that um, ESPN stats and info. Uh, mentioned is that his three rushing touchdowns are the most in a game by a quarterback in Eagles franchise history. So he's out here breaking records. Yep. And something else that I saw, he has racked up 890 rushing yards in his first 15 career starts. And the only other quarterback with more in their 15 starts is 
Lamar Jackson, 1,193. So I was like, this is just showing us that he can lead the team to victory. And one of the things that you mentioned in the article that you wrote was the ability to stack wins. And you've seen, you touched on it in your article. So make sure you guys go and read Mark's article. It says how Nick Sirianni got the seeds to bloom in Philadelphia, touchdown wire. And you talked about stacking wins. And we've seen that the Eagles have just won the last two of their three games. And I think you also said the last three of their four games. So that's showing us that Jalen Hurts is leading them to these victories. You know, a full shout out to the offensive line because they're doing what they have to do. Defense, Darius Slay is doing what he has to do. But in this game alone, Jalen Hurts, three rushing touchdowns, like they're letting him lean on his legs and clearly like we're able to capitalize on it and take advantage because a lot of teams don't want to defend a physical run heavy offense. So yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be good bread. Yeah, and you you mentioned Lamar, okay? Paul Hebedikas, who's the uh, content producer for Get Up ESPN, he tweeted out on uh, Monday morning, first 15 career starts, Lamar Jackson, 4,120 yards of total offense, 26 touchdowns, 12 turnovers, 213 first downs. Through his first 15 starts, Jalen Hurts, 4,115 yards total offense, 29 touchdowns, 11 turnovers, and 209 209 first downs. Now, we're not going to sit here and say Hurts is Lamar. We're not going to make that one. But the numbers are eerily similar. Mm -hmm. So that's something to keep in mind. Now, of course, the next step is, okay, defenses are going to figure things out. They're going to respond. They're going to respond to the run game. And that's where sort of the development from Hertz as a passer from the pocket will be critical. Cause in a couple of weeks down the road, you know, if they have to lean on him as a passer, will he be able to throw them to a victory? I think what we've seen from the past couple of weeks from the pocket gives us more confidence that he can do that. Now, obviously we need to see it, but I've just been quietly impressed by the subtle stuff he's doing from the pocket. And do you remember how we sort of started this show, right? Like one of our first episodes together, we talked about the time in the rhythm on an out route that he threw, you know, it this year against the Steelers in that week one preseason game versus last year, third and six, nine Oh one mark of the first quarter. He makes that same throw timing rhythm he hits it to goddard like he's throwing it as he's getting into his break like it's everything we wanted to see from him in a regular season game Mm -hmm. and so if there comes a game two weeks from now four weeks from now week one of the playoffs Mm -hmm. where they have to throw it to win games i think he's shown you enough that he might just be able to get that done that's exactly what I t- wrote down in my notes. I wrote down like improvements in regards to decision making, in regards to timing, like you mentioned, accuracy. The two plays that I took note of were um, this was in the first quarter, it was nine minutes uh, remaining, third and six. He had a short pass to Dallas Goddard. I saw a lot of people talking about that pass. That was a really big play from him. Yep. And also I saw another one. This was a, a deep pass to Devontae Smith in the second quarter. It was third and two. Yeah. So that one, um, the, the biggest thing I took away was, like you mentioned, pocket awareness. 
So he's making tremendous strides. And we talk about this each and every week. Like he stepped the the ability for the Eagles to like stack wins moving forward with this upcoming schedule. I think we're in a good position and Jalen Hurst is making tremendous strides. So now you're seeing all of the tweets about not only playoffs, but, oh, is this our franchise QB when in the beginning of the season? Remember four it. weeks ago, Rachel, the conversation about benching him? Yeah. Yes. We were like, friends, friends, let's give it till Thanksgiving. Let's yeah. not go there. Perfect here we timing. are Thanksgiving week. Here we are Thanksgiving week. And now people are talking about, you've got Daniel Orlovsky and others say, look, this guy's your, your franchise QB. You, you yeah. figured out the quarterback position. I, I want to, you, you mentioned that 32 play. Yes. It's a great example, right? It's 32. It's a trips to the left. Mm-hmm. Smith's on the outside. He runs a slant. The other two guys release vertically. So it clears out space. Now, Initially, you'd like to see him hit it in that first window, right? It, it's just third and two. He, he takes it sort of deep drop, but he doesn't throw it right away. But what I love about it, okay, he doesn't make the initial decision right. Like, you'd like to see him get it out, but he doesn't. He sort of hesitates. He doesn't then panic, right? Like, Jalen Hurts four weeks ago, five weeks ago, six weeks ago, doesn't throw it and might think, all right, it's third and two. I got to run now. I've got to run. Instead, he resets. He stays in the pocket. He fights in the pocket. And and this is a huge thing, sort of the the fight or flight reaction in the pocket from a quarterback. He stays in fight, which you love to see. And then he has to wait to throw it into the secondary window because you've got that underneath linebacker. So he waits, lets it develop, doesn't panic. Again, I, I mentioned that sort of Coach Petrino you, you grade on decision and then execution. Mm-hmm. Maybe the initial decision, you'd like to see him throw it into that first window. It's 32, get it out. It's open, but he doesn't make it worse. Mm-hmm. He then he, he improves upon it. He fixes it after that initial hesitation, throws it into the secondary window, and you get a 33-yard gain on 32. I'm so glad you, you brought up that play. It's a great example of, yes, there are still areas he can improve, and you hope to see that. But that was a great sort of reaction in the moment to read that out the way he did. And that shows a lot when it comes to his development in the type in like his maturity in a way, because last night we saw Daniel Jones making some stupid decision, you know, when you see him starting to panic and then you end up throwing an interception. So the ability that like the fact that we're seeing Hurts building in his he's make he's becoming a little bit smarter with to like his reads and what's the best option, what's not the best option. Let me calm down and settle. And like you said, reset. Yep. So that shows you uh, clearly he's getting better and better. And and do you think it's it's time for maybe just a, a little of love for, for Jonathan Gannon? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think so. He deserves it. Yeah. I mean, I, I know a, a lot of the discussion around the defense has been they're not getting pressure. They're not getting sacks. They're not blitzing a ton. They only blitzed Trevor Simeon eight times uh, on Sunday. And Simeon completed one pass. Yeah. Other seven fell incomplete. Maybe they're not getting home, mm-hmm. you know, but you look at what do you want to accomplish um, when you when you blitz a quarterback? Obviously, you'd love to create a turnover, a strip sack, an interception, something like that. Yeah. But the other thing is just get an incompletion, get a throwaway, get the quarterback pressured so he can't make a good throw. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're seeing. And we, we saw it at the end of the Denver game, too. There was a third down at the end of the Denver game where, and we talked about it last week, they blitzed, forced Teddy to have to throw it away. Maybe you're not accomplishing your your ideal goal when you're burning pressure right now, but you're getting that sort of secondary goal of quarterbacks are making 
throwaway decisions. Quarterbacks are making throws under duress that fall incomplete. Some of the throws that Simeon made when he was blitzed, I think the first time they blitzed him, he tried a deep throw that could have been intercepted. Maybe you don't pick it this week, but against, say, Daniel Jones next week or maybe a Zach Wilson two weeks from now or you know Daniel Jones again later in the season, maybe you get some of those interceptions. You create those turnovers. And so hey, Bill Belichick, Obviously, you see it over my shoulder there, right there, the, the, the yeah. Patriots banner. Um, he, he is stressed for years during his entire run about figuring your team out in September, October, and into November, and then starting to play your best football into, say, December and January. The Eagles might be doing that. And for all the, like, jokes and laughs about Sirianni and his nervous introductory press conference and, you know, the planting seeds and fertilizer comments from a couple of weeks ago, the team seems to be buying in. It, it seems to be working. And, yes, with the schedule coming up, it's set up really well. Now, having said all that, they still got to play the games. And, and mm -hmm. strange things can happen. It's been a wacky year. Yeah. But as Eagles fans, you all got to be excited. Yes. I know I feel good. It, my my godfather had texted me, and shout-out to Uncle Winston, and he was just asking, like, would you say it's easier to cover the Eagles when they're winning? And I'm like, heck yes. Like it just makes it more fun. Like when you're yeah. watching them, this game was entertaining for me on both sides of the ball. Yes. Uh, Trevor Simeon finished 22 of 40 for 214 yards with three touchdowns and two interceptions, but not even just offensively. When we looked at the defense, like they were making huge plays. And I feel like defense big, plays a really, really big part in winning games. Like you can credit the defense when it comes down to like victories like this, strong uh, performances on both sides. You need the defense to show up, too. So the fact that Darius Slay has continued to dominate, I don't know where this came from, but he's just been really showing off these past few weeks. Avante Maddox, like it just shows you. A complete victory. So yeah. um, yes, it's definitely way more fun covering this team and just following this team because you, you're seeing like it's a complete different team compared to the first half of the season. So despite all of the foolishness that we were talking about in regards to Nick Sirianni, you're seeing that he's been able to make a 360 and every, every team can't do that. So the fact right. that they're having success after these adjustments that they've made, yeah, you have to credit them, and it's yeah. been these last few weeks. It, it certainly, you know, I had somebody I think at the Honest NFL was the account on Twitter, like responded to and sent a couple of tweets my way uh, this morning. He was talking mm -hmm. about how you know Sirianni kind of checked his ego at the door, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and everybody we were talking about, and other shows were talking about here on BGN and, and other Eagles outlets were talking about, you got to run the football. Like mm -hmm. fans were talking about it. People were screaming at, you know, at the length down from the bleachers, like you got to run the football. You know, sometimes coaches are set in their ways, even rookie head coaches, younger head coaches. They think, no, no, we're, we're going to throw the football that mm -hmm. early down pass rate. We were talking about at the start of the show. He checked his ego. I said, no, you know what? This is what we do. Like, like, we need to run the football. We need to change things. And maybe my vision of what we should be as an offense isn't right. And credit to him for doing that. Shout out to to Winston there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he's he's absolutely right. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's a lot more enjoyable lot more to enjoy cover a team when when they're winning. And like you said, this was a complete victory. I had a joy rewatching it Monday and mm -hmm. taking notes, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. Um, also, while we're giving shout outs, shout out to at birds card dad on Twitter. Okay. Sent me a lovely DM 
um, yeah. about, you know, how he's enjoying the show. I want to give him a little shout out, uh, give him a follow on Twitter, but it, it's been a joy to watch this team the past couple of weeks. And, and like you said, complimentary football, when you've got mm-hmm. an offense that can be physical, that can sort of impose its will at times, or you've got a defense that can get some stops, create some, some, you know, throwaways on third down and things like that. You know, there's an argument to be made that the Eagles and say the Patriots are zigging while the league is zagging, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at how teams are throwing the football a ton, they're spreading, you know, you out offensively. They're using 11 and 10 personnel and getting faster and lighter. And defenses have responded. You know, teams like the Eagles and, and the Patriots are moving in a different direction when they're running the football. They're being physical up front on both sides of the ball. And you mentioned that sort of early down pass rate. A team that's been near the bottom um, all season long, particularly these past couple of weeks, along with the Eagles, the New England Patriots. And so if Bill Belichick's doing something, you might want to pay attention to it. And maybe Sirianni was looking a little bit up I-95 and think, hey, you know, maybe they're on to something. For sure. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I had another thing that I wanted to point out because this has been the conversation the entire season too, identity. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts was talking about it during his press uh, post game interview. Uh, He was asked about the identity and he said, I think identity is not we're a running team or we're a passing team or we're a team that doesn't give up big explosive plays. That's not what identity is. Identity is a mentality. It's an approach. It's the detail you put in day in and day out throughout the week It's being physical and it's wanting it and it's effort. It's all of these things. And I just, when he said that, we all know that when Jalen speaks, you listen, like he is that type yep. of player. But I thought that that was a really good answer to the question because why everybody's trying to figure out who is this everybody's trying to figure out the Eagles right now he's explaining that none of that stuff really matters like that's great and all run pass whatever but we're focusing on our mentality you hear them talk all the time about a dog mentality and you know rent is due and that's exactly what he's saying in this quote like it's about what they're trying to build as a team and you're seeing that and how uh, Nick Sariani is handling the team and you're seeing that and how Jalen Hurts is leading that team and just the ability of them to come together because clearly they're all on one accord as of right now but I think it pays off when the I think it's I think it contributes to what he's saying when it comes to their mentality and their approach to things rather than, oh, let's do this versus that. So that just shows you something's working for them right now. And while it's hot, you know, they might as well continue to keep it up. Yeah, exactly. And I I love that quote. I'm so happy you brought it up because let's remember, friends, football is a physical game. It's a collision sport. It's an emotional game. Like I know it's easy to sometimes get caught up in numbers and, and in film and, and sometimes, and I do this myself, you sort of lapse into this idea that, you know, these are robots out there. They should be devoid of emotion and just process things from a non-emotional standpoint and read things out. It's an emotional game. Like, you know, any, any anybody that's played any sport, you know that there's emotion involved, there's ups and downs and you have to ride those moments. And, 
you know, being a collision based sport, there is a physical element to this that it, it's hard to sort of put a, you know, quantify in a way, mm-hmm. but you know it when you see it, right? Like when you see an offensive line blasting people at the line of scrimmage, three yards downfield, 10 yards downfield, and you see that over the course of a first half into the third quarter, you know what's going to happen in the fourth quarter. That opposing defense is worn down. You know, when you see it on the other side of the ball, when a defensive line is just winning at the line of scrimmage and winning one-on-ones, that wears on a team over the course of a game. And so for all the stuff that people wrote and talked about, for all the stuff we said about what's their identity, physicality, Yes. might be their identity. I mean, that might be their identity on both sides of the ball. And and as far as sort of Sirianni, you know, the moment that sort of got me thinking that for all the jokes people were making, what matters is the locker room. The Sean Bradley moment, and, and I'm sure you saw this, right? With Sean Bradley's address in the media and Sirianni pops in out of nowhere yeah. and starts yelling, vote for this guy for the Pro Bowl. He's leading the NFL in special teams tackles, and he just dips. And, and you could see Bradley, the smile, the joy in his eyes. And this might like people might say, oh, this is dumb. This is emotional. It's, it's fluffy. The locker room's bought in. The locker room has bought into Sirianni and, and what he's selling and what he's pitching. And we should appreciate that regardless of wins and losses, like for a rookie head coach to get the buy-in from his team like this. A lot of people wrote and said similar stuff about Dan Campbell, right? The bite of the kneecaps and all that stuff, and he's crying after a tough loss. We should appreciate that because this is an emotional sport. And when you can inspire the 53 men in the locker room to pull in the same direction, whether you're winning or losing, or more importantly, when you are losing and they don't shut down, that's special. Mm-hmm. it's special and it showed you that the coach is invested and you want yeah. the coach to be invested in his players. I mean, how else are you going to expect success unless they're all on one accord? So yeah. that was exactly it, what you just said. So now, I mean, what's next for the birds? We're heading up North. They're going to play the New York giants. The giants, we all know played Monday night. So they're going to be coming off of a short week of rest and they're also coming off of their bye week and they're three and seven after they suffered from a blowout loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so, well, they lost 30 to 10. So pretty bad loss for them, but it's a lot going on with them in that franchise currently, which I think also has to do why they're playing with why they're playing so poorly, but what are your thoughts? Like just after watching like Monday night football and like how they've been doing these last few weeks, what are your thoughts about just like the team in general? They're kind of a mess. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I do do some work for big blue view shout yeah. out to our, our brother at SB nation yeah. site. Um, <laughs> they're kind of a mess right now. I mean, Daniel Jones has been pretty meh. Like he's, he's had some moments, but he's also had some boneheaded decisions and moments. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw the four interceptions against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. They're struggling to protect him. You know, mm-hmm. he's played a lot under pressure in the pocket. Conceptually, there are mistakes. Darren Olofsky, Brian Bollinger, a lot of people have all pointed out a play from Monday night where they're trying to run the mesh concept with the two crossing routes and a receiver sitting, the mesh sit concept. And you get three guys kind of slamming into each other like some sort of three stooges skit. And there's nowhere for Daniel Jones to throw the ball. So a lot of Giants fans are frustrated with Jason Garrett. There have yep. been calls for Garrett to be fired. That seems to be building over the past, say, 
12 to 24 hours by the time this goes live. You know, Joe Judge has mentioned some frustration with, with the play calling, and he says, mm -hmm. look, if I were a player, I'd probably be frustrated. Mm -hmm. Now, defensively, look, Patrick Graham is a great defensive coordinator. He's probably going to get some head coaching interviews, and he's probably going to be a head coach relatively quickly. Uh, mm -hmm. So defensively, they can do some things. But they're a mess on offense. They have Kenny Galladay. They don't know how to get him involved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have Kadarius Tony, who they drafted in the first yep. round. They don't know how to get him involved. Mm -hmm. They're kind of a mess. So this is a game that, let's face it, the Eagles should win this game. They should win. But like, they're favored for a reason. It's yeah. a road game. doesn't matter. Divisional game. This is a game, okay, you've wanted to take that step into being in playoff contention. You've made that step. To solidify that now, this is a game that you have to go out and win. You need to sort of mm -hmm. take care of business. So this is a game, Rachel, that for sure. I'm sure you'd agree with me. They should win this one. They need to win this one. If they yeah. fall short for this game, I will be so freaking confused, especially after these last two weeks, you know, just yeah. with the, the performance and the numbers that they've been putting up. They're doing what they got to do. So if they fall short to the Giants, I am going to be definitely scratching my head like what in the world just went down. But uh, you you talked about Daniel Jones um, against the Bucks. He completed 23 of 38 for 167 uh, yards with one touchdown, but he struggled with interceptions. He struggled a lot when it comes to like protecting the ball. So we need to continue to blitz and stuff when it comes yeah. to <laughs> Daniel Jones. Yeah, I mean, th there's an opportunity to create some of those turnovers, right? What we were yeah. talking about sort of earlier in the show about, okay, you blitz because you you'd like ideally to generate some turnovers, but maybe you just force a throwaway, you force an incompletion. Yeah. This is an opportunity to sort of get after him and, and create some of those turnovers. And so mm -hmm. I, I think, yeah, th this is a, a week where you might see, okay, Past couple of weeks, it's been about the offense and running the football and Jalen Hurts and his development and what we've seen from the offensive side of the ball. This might be the week where there's an opportunity for the defense to say, don't forget about us. Yeah. But like, yeah, we've taken some lumps. Mm -hmm. We've had some up and down, ups and downs this year. But you strip sack Daniel Jones, you get a short field. You pick off Daniel Jones, you get another short field. Mm -hmm. You have a game like that. And it's like, all right, well. Now you're playing that true complementary football, which is where you want to be down the stretch. Mm -hmm. And then the next week you get Zach Wilson, perhaps, and then you get yep. a late bye, which is, uh, I think, a godsend for the teams that have it. Yeah. Again, New England, another yeah. team with a late <laughs> bye. I mean, are we going to see a Super Bowl 52 rematch? I'm not going there yet. Yeah, Michelle. I don't remember that one. But, uh, but if we do, kids, where's yeah. the Super Bowl this year? Atlanta? Yeah. Michael, Michael Kist. Um, we, need, yeah. we need to be on site if that's what yeah. happens, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. We do. We I'm do. Shout out to the boss, man. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, this game should should be an easy win. I mean, they have Saquon Barkley coming back. Well, he was back last night. Yeah, he was back. <laughs> returning in the process of returning from injury, and also us uh, Shepherd Sterling Shepherd yeah. has been sidelined with some injuries too. So that injury bug is no joke, and those are two key contributors. But. This should be an easy win for the birds. And if they don't win, I'm going to be concerned. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those after the past, you know, four days, really, after this win over the Saints. Because a lot of people, I was talking to Benjamin Solak, and, you know, mm -hmm. people were asking him, like, are you buying the Eagles? He's like, talk to me after the Saints game. Here we are. And this is this, are. the Saints game was kind of that moment where we're like, all right, well, if they get past that, then you look to see how the schedule sets up. If after all this, they lose to the Giants. It was like, was that a waste? You know, I mean, what the, was that for nothing? The joy from, from Winston, the, the joy is going to be gone in, in, in the yeah. flip of a switch. Yeah. Uh, so please, please, guys, don't 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 make this a depression post-Thanksgiving installment of the QB Factory reboot. Yeah. We don't want that. Yeah, we're on good vibes right now. We like to keep 
the good vibes going. Absolutely. But yeah, the Eagles are heading up north. They play the Giants week 12 on Sunday, November 28th at one o'clock p.m. Because we won't talk to you guys for Thanksgiving. Happy early Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. everybody. Don't forget to rate, review, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. Follow me and Mark on social media as well. And do you have it? Hopefully we'll be back next week to talk some more, more positive football. Hopefully. Hopefully. Here's hoping. Yes. So any last words, Mark? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Remember, Thanksgiving's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Okay. So, so ease into things. All right. Like, like we'll have like the cheese and the crackers and yeah. the cured meat out mm -hmm. early, but you ease into it. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's a marathon. It's not a sprint yeah. and you don't want to be full by the time the Turkey lands in front of you. Okay. No. So, so just ease into the day and have a wonderful holiday. Enjoy it with family, with friends. And as always, go Eagles. <laughs>